Hi, I'm Becky Harmon, author and worker bee here at the Bella Books Warehouse in Tallahassee, Florida. Bella Books is proud to be the largest lesbian-owned press devoted to the publication of books written for, by, and about women-loving women. Welcome to our What's New at Bella podcast. Today we get to welcome my fellow Bella Books author, Amy Bryant. Amy's the award-winning author of four Bella Books titles, including her February 2020 release, The Book of Kel. She's a native Californian living on the East Coast. So Amy, I'm so happy to get to chat with you today. Welcome to the East Coast. Thank you so much, Becky. Thanks for having me on the podcast. So how long have you lived on the East Coast? Actually, I've been here several years, um, about eight years now, I think it is. First in in, um, New England and then elsewhere. A mid-East Coaster. Sounds about right. Did you live in California all your life before you moved here? Um, I'm a native Californian, so I grew up there. grew up in San Diego. But I've lived in lots of different places in the continental United States, um, in different parts of California, in Missouri, in Texas, and then here on the East Coast. So some of those moves uh, were for work, and it was a job that brought me from California back east. How has your life kind of changed with what's going on in the world right now? I'm very grateful that I have a job that allows me to work from home. I know not everybody does, so um, it's it's kind of weird to spend all day in my dining room, which is where I also do my writing at night, and I do no dining in the dining room. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like my world has kind of shrunk down to this one room, but it's okay. We've all got to do our part, and you know, I can still go outside and go for a walk. So that's cool. That's good. You have three other Bella titles, and those were all, uh, one's a mystery, one's romantic suspense, and the other one's a romance, I believe. So what made you um, decide to write a young adult title? It was a Bruce Springsteen lyric that first brought this plot idea to my head. And that whole idea that I got from Mr. Springsteen appears nowhere in the finished product, um, but it kind of got the ball rolling, and somehow it, it morphed into this idea of a young person, 17-year-old Cal, living in the post-apocalypse in a not-too-distant future and um, having to deal with a lot. So. <laughs> well, this is your chance to tell us the Springsteen lyric. Um, it's, I'm going to remember the name of the song. I'm like, I have to sing the song in my mind to get to the chorus to remember what the title is. But the lyric is, um, you can't sleep at night. You can't dream your dreams. Your own worst enemy is the name of the title. What does that lyric say to you? Well, it started as, as this idea of, that I may still use somewhere in the future of, you know, the part about you can't dream your dream as far as the, the, the story part of it, um, I was envisioning someone who literally could not dream the dream that they needed to dream when they went to sleep at night. It was a, it was a crazy idea. That's why it didn't show up in the book <laughs> eventually. <laughs> but um, I still love the, the Springsteen song, so who knows? Maybe I'll use that in the future. So your character's name is Kel? Kel, I think in today's terms, because the book is set in the future in a post-apocalypse, but in today's terms, Kel would probably identify as a transgender boy. Okay. A boy born in a girl's body. Okay. But the story is set in the future in a very challenging 
post-apocalyptic future. Probably not an unchallenging post-apocalyptic future, but this one is particularly challenging. (laughs) (laughs) And Kel does not have that word, that vocabulary available. People have become ultra-conservative. Pages have been ripped out of the dictionary. Things are censored. Things are just not talked about. Oh, so So, we went backwards instead of forwards. Exactly. Very sad. So Kel knows exactly who Kel is, but doesn't have the same vocabulary that we would use today. And Kel would not use those pronouns. So it's it's always a bit of a challenge uh, when writing the story to make sure I'm, as the author, being true to my character, my protagonist needs, and making sure I'm using the correct pronouns. So I wrote this book in the first person, which I've done for two of the previous three. It comes most naturally to me, and that also solves a lot of the pronoun problems, which is just a little technical thing that the writer has to think about. Okay, so let's talk about your previous books. 2010, you released Shadow Point, which was a romantic suspense. In 2012... A ghost story. Oh, a, a ghost story? Is there anything you want to tell us about that one? And then we'll move on to the next one. Shadow Point is set in San Diego, my hometown. But I grew up in a part of San Diego called Point Loma, and Shadow Point is my fictional version of Point Loma. And I drew upon my childhood comprehensive knowledge of everything Point Loma for that book, but had a lot of fun writing it with the... I'm not really a a huge um, fan of horror and supernatural books and films, although I do enjoy them from time to time. But uh, it was a really different experience uh, to write the ghost story instead of being a fan on the other side reading it. But um, I scared myself more than once when I was writing that book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then in 2012, you released Romeo Fails, which was a romance. And I love the cover of that one, by the way. Oh, thank you. really appreciate the hard work of the various artists who have created the covers for all four of my books. I want to shout out to Judith Phillips, who did the cover of The Book of Kill, um, which it was really, I know we're we're supposed to be talking about that. Oh, no, that's okay. So I'll get back to that in a moment. (laughs) But the the Book of Kill cover, um, it's hard to, like, well, for example, Romeo Fails, there on the cover there, it's set in a town called Romeo Falls, and somebody spray paints the highway sign outside of town to make falls fail. And there's a red Volkswagen bug that features prominent in the story. So it was a really easy leap. You know, it's like, so the, for the cover art, how about a red Volkswagen bug and the highway sign with <laughs> spray paint? <laughs> so that worked out great. But for the book of Kel, it's like, okay, so I need a, some kind of graphic picture on the front of the book that's going to convey teenagers on this harrowing trek through the Northern California post-apocalyptic wilderness. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, how do we do that exactly? But, you know, the artist, because I'm no artist at all, so to see the the work that the artists come up with is always just fantastic. But yes, Romeo Fails uh, was really my one attempt and probably my last attempt at a true romance (laughs) In my mind, I call this one, that one, the Midwestern Love Triangle. Um, Midwestern, because it's based in the Midwest? Is that where you were when you wrote it? Or that's just uh, one of the no, places have, you've lived along the way? I have, yeah, spent some 
quality time in the Midwest, and um, it's, that story is set in a very small town in an unnamed Midwestern state. In 2013, you released Heavenly Moves, which is a Heavenly Wilcox mystery. Are we going to see yes, more of those? I would um, like to. We'll, we'll see. Um, so that was the yeah. first book I ever set out to write. Didn't get finished and didn't get published for a while. But um, so that one is always kind of close to my heart because it was my first attempt at writing a novel. But Amy and I will be right back after a short break. I like how your body settles underneath your clothes. I like how the rhythm of the wheels against the road quickens with my heart. I don't want to drive slow. If you like the sound of the music being played during this podcast, then I encourage you to check out Jamie Anderson's collection of unique and original songs. Jamie has been singing and playing music since high school and began writing songs when she got bored with singing other people's songs. Bella Books published her memoir, Drive All Night, in 2014, and her second book, An Army of Lovers, in 2019. An Army of Lovers covers women's music in the 70s and 80s. You can hear Jamie's music, see her tour dates, and check out her YouTube channel at her website, jamieanderson.com. Welcome back to the What's New at Bellow podcast. I'm Becky Harmon, and we're continuing the conversation with Bellow Books author Amy Bryant. So tell us what you're working on right now, Amy. The book I'm working on now, and this is always uh, an interesting um, challenge, I think, for writers, because you've worked, in this case, it, I worked for years on the book of Kel. It just, it, I'm much faster now, but it took me several years, I think seven or eight years to from start to finish to get the Book of Kel down on the page. And so I was really intensely in that post-apocalyptic world for many years, sent it off to Bella, sent it off to the publisher um, more than a year in the past, and then probably started working on my fifth novel. So now I'm very much immersed in the world of novel number five, which has nothing to do with the Book of Kel or with any of the previous books, except for its geographic setting, which is um, my fictional town of San Tomas, which is an imaginary version of Santa Cruz, California, which is about 75 miles south of San Francisco in real life and also in the book. So I've written um, The Book of Kel is in the San Tomas universe in the future. Heavenly Moves was set in San Tomas in the 80s. The 1980s, and number five, the working title for my fifth novel, is um, set in present day San Tomas. Um, one thing I was thinking earlier this week, it's like I was thinking about comparing my fictional post apocalypse that I put so much energy into creating versus the real life pandemic that we're now facing. So I've been thinking a little bit about points of comparison between my imaginary post-apocalyptic future that I've created versus our now real-life situation that's happening right now that we're all dealing with. Um, so, for example, obstacles 
that Kel faces in the post-apocalyptic future, dealing with roving packs of wild dogs, for me, here and now, my major obstacle was when I was walking to work earlier in the week, people still standing right next to me at the, you know, oh, waiting for the yeah. light to change. <laughs> yeah, all in your space. <laughs> and as far as, like, Kel is in high school when the book begins, the high school senior class is getting on a retrofitted school bus for a field trip. That's how the story begins. And many accomplishments in the book, but one that starts the whole story off is manages to survive that school bus blowing up in the very first chapter. Versus here in the real world, my March 2020 accomplishment is, got my taxes done, so (laughs) got that going for me. And now you have three months to get them done. If you didn't have Well, yeah. I didn't have to rush, I guess. No. (laughs) And um, Kel does talk a lot about high school experience there in the post-apocalypse. And I think Kel would probably say that high school was hellish, but that a lot of reading was done. Kel had the opportunity to read all the books in the Settlements Library, and for me, my high school experience, pretty much the same. Hellish, but I got a lot of reading. <laughs> Some things never change. Is there is there anything that uh, that you would want to tell readers about yourself that you want to share or talk about? I'll give you an opportunity. Well, I know in some of your, maybe all of your previous podcasts, uh, your other guests have talked about their pets, and as you and I were talking before, I don't have any pets at the moment, but I do love dogs, and I've been able in my writing to create some fictional dogs that I guess have kind of taken the place of a real dog for me since I haven't been able to have a real dog, Um, but in Shadow Point, there was an English bulldog who played a major role. And then in Heavenly Moods, there was a great Rottweiler named Chopper. He also had a major part to play. So in the post-apocalypse, not so much with the pets, but um, (laughs) two of those roving packs. The roving packs. (laughs) Yeah, it's really not the same. Um, They're just just not fluffy and friendly the way you'd like them to be. Um, But in my, the book I'm working on now, uh, number five, there is a bull terrier named Joe, a miniature bull terrier. And I love bull terriers. So um, as I'm working on writing this every night and um, spending a lot of time with my imaginary friend, Joe's bull terrier. um, If you know anything about bull terriers, they're or just they crack you up. They're just you know funny dogs. So. The bull terrier, um, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. 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 Or the target dog. People yeah, know target dog. Well, I, people want to learn a little bit about bull terriers. I guess you can win. They get the chance to read number five. I promise there'll be a much better, more compelling title for that book at some point <laughs> than, than number five. But uh, sometimes it takes a while to come up with that perfect title. It does. Yes. 
Yeah, so it's just one more thing I wanted to mention is sure. I do encourage folks to, so folks can follow me on Twitter at author Amy Bryant, no spaces, and Bryant is spelled B-R-I-A-N-T. So right now I'm at a whopping 40 followers. <laughs> Thank you, 40 people who followed me. But uh, the first 49 followers, are going to be automatically entered into a free drawing for a free copy of the Book of Kells. There's going to be three winners, so your odds are pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> and even the first 100 followers get a get premium VIP access to a an unreleased short story that I think people will get a kick out of. Great. So all kinds of great stuff. Just follow me on Twitter, please. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. Well, thank you. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. I like how the rhythm of the wheels against the road quickens with my heart. I don't want to drive slow. So that's it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll share it with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know who I'm chatting with. You can share your likes and dislikes of this podcast by reaching out to Becky at bellabooks.com. We are rushing forward. I'll take you. I'll take you anywhere. Bella Books is proud to provide books where the woman always wins and the story lingers in our minds long after the last words. Special thanks to singer-songwriter and Bella Books author Jamie Anderson for the use of her song Drive All Night during this podcast. You can find out more information about Jamie, including a link to her YouTube channel at jamieanderson.com. All night. Drive.